Welcome to the Affiliate Mastery Podcast, a show about making money online and mastering the affiliate game. Your host, Frank Chan. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Affiliate Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Chen, and I'm excited to be here with you guys today. I was actually scripting out today's episode based on a few things I've been dealing with um, when working with my clients, doing certain promotions, and just as a whole, um, kind of what I deal with just for the last 10 years when it comes to email marketing, email copy, and all the quote unquote science or thought that goes behind it, or in this case, the lack thereof. Now, um, first thing I want to address with you guys is I know some previous episodes, we had some audio um, kind of popping hot mic situations. Um, I apologize for us like publishing that episode, but I didn't have the ability to go back through and re-record it in a way where it didn't sound like it was cut or the videos didn't match up. And that's really the thing when it comes to these podcasts with video and audio is that it's just more difficult to edit these things. So uh, another thing I want to do is I really want to become a lot more uh, real with you guys, give you a little bit more insight to me, the way I talk, uh, where it's not just me, a talking head and teaching, and you don't really get a lot more of that personality. That's the whole fun thing about podcasts is that you can know me on a more personal level, more personal level. And I hope that I can add more value into your business and ultimately create a relationship or a friendship with you. Uh, I love connecting with people in our space, learning about business and just seeing how we can all grow together. I don't know what you call that, but it really does fuel me. Uh, I guess you could call that a passion, right? Just learning about businesses and learning about businesses and making connections. Right. So I'm excited to dive in today's topic. Uh, again, this is something that I was really kind of just dealing with and it's kind of hitting home a lot closer this week. So I really wanted to bring this out to everyone's attention. It's all surrounding why affiliates should be spending 90% of their time on marketing. And I'm going to say specifically around their swipe copy, email swipe copy. Okay. This can also apply to some degree with short form or long form sales letters, webinars, VSLs, but this is all about email copy, okay? And again, this is not gonna be a workshop on how to write good email copy. Um, so this is gonna be more about best practices. I um, mean, also it's gonna give you a few pointers on what to look for when either writing your own copy or when you're hiring a copywriter. Because you know, I've gone through the the you know the legwork of you know researching copywriters, figuring out what their rates are, seeing their sample portfolios, um, receiving hundreds of versions of email copy, and the bottom line is is that about seventy five percent of our industry usually kind of just overlooks this process. Meaning, they hire a copywriter, they send them a copy, and they're like good enough. Let's get going. Right. Or they write their own copy and think, oh man, this is exactly uh, how I would want to you know, receive an email. And I think these are really, really good. And then they just send it out. Right. And a lot of the times, and well, I would say in most situations, it does not work out according to plan. Okay. Uh, the chances of someone writing six to eight pieces of email copy, right? With registrations or to a VSL or to a specific offer, very rarely do they have a 100% success rate, right? Every single piece of copy they send out is good. Um, that's actually 
very untrue, okay? Most times you'll have about 20 to 30%, at best maybe 50% of those emails are great. The other ones you're gonna have to scrap and rewrite and then retest, okay? Now, understand that I've worked with some of the best copywriters in this space. I've had the luxury or the, the real good opportunity to work with one of the top copywriters in our space. This guy knows how to write great copy, great hooks, above average open and click-through rates with his list, continues to grow and continues to get that engagement, okay? So I learned how to brainstorm webinar hooks, right? Email subject lines, write formatted email copy that gets clicks. So this is just gonna be based on my experience sharing it with you. And if any of this relates to you, let me know. You know, if you struggle with this as well, you're not alone. And some of the things I'll be talking about today, I've even been guilty of, right? So first and foremost, um, what I really wanna tell you guys is that, you know, after reading tons of emails, reviewing tons of landing pages, you know, short form, long form copy, reviewing hundreds of webinars and VSLs, and the one thing that really separates great funnels from, you know, just okay funnels is the copy, okay? Copy is what gets you clicks. Copy is what gets more eyeballs on your offers and it what ultimately leads to more conversions. And the best way I can explain this to people to really drive this point home is if you have 100 people clicking on your emails and out of, out of those 100 people, five people buy, okay, just this is a rough random example, five people buy, that's a 5% conversion rate. For every click that you're not getting is a potential lost sale. Maybe. What if you could have gotten 200 clicks? Then that could have been 10 sales instead of five. So by... Just saying, I got five sales off of 100. That's awesome. Great. Let's just keep doing that. You're kind of missing the big picture is like, what could you have made if you spent just a, a little bit of extra attention on the email copy, right? What if instead of 100 clicks with someone's list, you were able to get three to 400 clicks and turn that five sales into 15 or 20 sales? That's how you should be thinking. Always looking for ways to improve on your email copy, not just focusing on the sales number that you're happy with. Because I promise you guys, if you really dive into the numbers, you could be doing more. It is always that case, okay? There are some unique situations where people are just making money hand over fist and then ignoring everything else. But the bottom line is, you're still leaving a lot of money on the, ta on the table proportionate to what you're making, okay? So compared to someone who's making less than you, who's actually paying attention to these details, they're, less, they're leaving far less money on the table. That's really where you should be focusing, okay? Now, again, as I said before, here's the sad truth about all these things. Even though all, like this is what generates revenue and really determines the revenue of a promotion, more than 75% of my industry in the real estate information marketing space is what, we, what I call copy and pasters, okay? That means they take whatever you send them, they copy it, they paste it into their email service, and they push send, okay? Now, as we all know, every list has a different voice. Every author, every list owner, every business has their own voice. And what happens when we just copy someone else's and paste it into our own? Do we believe that our audiences are not gonna be able to pick up on that? Understanding that our style is different, our formatting is different, the number of exclamation marks that we put after every single sentence, or three or four exclamation marks, right? You have different styles out there, and that's where the true science comes in when working with affiliates and creating copy that makes that's essentially universal. 
You must, must, must consider all of these factors before even sending copy. I've received email copy where it's still in the first person of the person like it's product, right? Like, you know, I'm gonna show you this, I'm gonna show you that, you know, I'm gonna prove to you like how my last deals did this. It's like, well, if I'm the affiliate, I'm not you, so I didn't do any of these things. I don't have that case study that I'm going to show you. So you're forcing the affiliate to have to rewrite copy and change all the pronouns from I to him or they or whatever. And we're gonna dive into this a little bit later, but the bottom line is I've been guilty of this because having to rewrite someone else's email copy is a huge time suck. And if this is not my forte or I'm not a great writer or I don't know which levers to pull, I'm really just guessing, right? And then having to put, you know, having to deal with this last minute, meaning now I'm promoting my first emails got sent out and it bombed. Okay. Well, I now have six other emails that I have to send out with this first one bombed. It's very unlikely if all these other emails who are very similar in style are going to do any better. So what do I do as a filler? Do I just say, well, screw it. I'm just going to keep sending out emails with these subpar numbers. Or am I going to do my best to change it, modify it, to try to really just improve my chances of this not being a big fat goose egg, okay? The reality of the situation is that you're gonna have people who care and you're gonna have people who don't care or blame the affiliate by saying, hey, your email copy sucks. Well, my opinion to you guys is true, their email does suck, but what did you do to make it better? It's easy to point blame, but at the end of the day, if you agree to do this promotion, regardless of what they told you, the conversions and all these things, at the moment you push send, if it doesn't prove to be, or if it doesn't hit that expectation, do we just start pointing fingers? So my, my goal here is to really give you guys a good framework and really tap into your mindset as a product owner, as someone who's about to create a product, to really put more emphasis on your email copy, okay? So let's go ahead and dive into the key components of successful email copy. And of course, that is consistent, not just with your own list, but affiliates, okay? So the very first thing that I wanna address is formatting, okay? For all of my affiliates out there, for all of the other who are sending affiliates, these long ass emails, I'm talking long paragraphs with your links that are buried into the bottom of it. Affiliates hate email copy like that, okay? The only time I've seen copy like that work is if you're going from an email direct to a coaching sale or a coaching appointment. Okay, because it takes a lot of time and psychology to qualify um, a buyer versus trying to get the click. You want the person clicking on that to be already qualified to not waste your sales team's time. But if you're just trying to drive to a webinar or to a VSL or any type of landing page, that that job, the landing page job to convert the click, then your old, the whole purpose of email copy is to get the click. So focus on that. Okay, the messaging can always be shortened and more precise. Long copy does not equal clicks, okay? Long copy means I think I, a lot of the things I have to say is important, blah, 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 blah. I'm here to tell you, no one cares. If no one gets the click, no one cares about all the crap you have to say. That's just the honest truth, okay? So shorter is better. 
please remember that shorter is better. And a good rule of thumb is to have line breaks every six to eight words. If you have like really long word, like generated, that kind of just hangs off the end. It's, I learned this from that, uh, the one guy that I followed in copywriting is that he always creates line breaks where the sentences get shorter and shorter towards a link. So it's almost like you're guiding the eye towards the link. So it's not random where you have certain lines that exceed the, the sentence before. What I mean by that, you have six words that are a certain length and the next line is slightly longer and the line below that is slightly longer than that. So it's like a reversed, uh, and then right below that is the link. In fact, it's the opposite, right? You want the sequential, sequential, yeah, sequential lines after the first to get shorter and shorter and shorter to where, and again, it's not like a huge difference, just a little bit, maybe a half inch or a millimeter. I don't know what the little measurement is, but the guy is, it guides him towards that link, right? It's kind of like a ninja tip there. But the bottom line is just six to eight words before you get to the next line, the next line, the next line, right? But just understand, please format your emails. If you really, if you're listening to this, and you look back at your email swipe copy and it's really, really long, take the time just to, short, to shorten them to, that's the first step, just shorten them to shorter paragraphs, okay? You don't even have to change the copy yet unless you get through the rest of this, um, this podcast and realize, oh, okay, I have to actually change some things, okay? So that's the first tip is formatting. The second uh, formatting is length, okay? And what I mean by that is, um, I had a client of mine write this really long email copy and then I formatted it into a short, but it was just really long, right? It was like almost two and a half pages in Google Docs after I like shortened it to the six to eight words per line, okay? But a good rule of thumb here is about five to six paragraphs. And then you want your paragraphs, not the traditional sense of four sentences equals a paragraph, right? It's two to three sentences. Four if you're keeping your sentences a little bit shorter, right? But the nice rule of thumb is about four to five lines in a paragraph. You don't want like eight lines or 10 lines because then the readability of that um, doesn't really, it's not just pleasant on the eye. It's easy to read quickly through two to three lines, get to the next top uh, paragraph, read two or three lines and get to the link. The goal here is to get them quickly to the link and capture their attention as quick as possible, okay? And you're not gonna be able to do that with very long sentences where my eyes have to go from left to right and just keep reading I know we're on mobile device these days, but that's only 50% of your audience. The other people are still checking things through their emails, okay? So keep your link short. And I'm telling you this, if, you're, if your email copy works great to your own email list and it's long, great. I'm talking about affiliate email, affiliate friendly email copy. You have to shorten it, the formatting and the length, okay? The third thing, which I learned really very, very early on um, when I was taking care or reviewing lots of email copy, because before I didn't do a lot of uh, copywriting, I just reviewed a lot of email copy looking for spe uh, specific triggers or certain things to avoid, embellishments, you know, this is the best ever, like I removed things like that. But what you're going to realize is that there's a readability score, okay? And I'm hopefully I'm saying this correctly, but it's the flesh Kincaid, right? And I'll make sure we put that in the show notes, but it's like F-L-E-S-C-H Kincaid. And basically what you can do is take any email copy you have, copy and paste it into um, these readability scores, and it'll shoot back to you and tell you at what reading level your email is at. Some people love to you know, show you how smart they are by using big vocabulary words. But the bottom line is, is that the average person reading your email is reading at a fifth grade level, okay? And I'll 
I personally don't know what those specific trigger points are. Is it the length of your words? Is it the length of your sentences, your grammar, all that stuff. It plays into these scores. Bottom line, you can just copy paste it in and it'll tell you, oh, this is a third grade level. This is a 12th grade level. Oh, this is at a college level. Now, this is not a point for you to take pride in your, oh, I, the higher I rank in terms of my education is the smarter that I am. No. Your goal here is to stay at an elementary level. We're not trying to treat our more educated people dumb or come down to a certain level. It's that this allows us to cast the widest net of readability, meaning it gets more people to be able to read this and it makes it easy for them to read, okay? So readability is important. If you have never tested this out as a process with your emails, just pull out your all your swipe copy, copy each one, paste it in here and just see what the score comes out. It's kind of exciting to kind of just see where your levels are and then little simple adjustments that you make can dramatically affect your score and then bring it back out to test it again, okay? So the next thing that I wanna talk about is the hook, okay? The hook usually derives, at least in your email copy, from your presentation, your webinar, your product, whatever you're selling, right? There's typically some type of hook that you're anchoring all of your marketing around. And if you're not doing that, that's a completely uh, another podcast that I'll dive into later on, but focusing and creating a hook is probably one of the best things you can do for your product, but as well, it helps give you some type of direction in your marketing, okay? This applies to paid ads, swipe copy, landing pages, everything derives from this hook, right? And the best way to kind of come up with that specifically for email copy is like, what makes your product unique, right? Um, what's the one thing that they're going to learn from you and no one else? It, there's always that one or two things. Otherwise, you wouldn't be coming out with a product, okay? We all come up with products because we want to be different. We want to be better. There's that one thing that I offer that no one else offers. And if someone else comes out with that same exact offer, then I'm going to come up with something else to make myself unique again. Okay, it's all about how do I separate myself from the herd? Okay, so the hook is very important. The next thing you can focus on is your subject lines, right? It's the entry point of any email. Like low open rates with high click-through rates pains me, meaning, oh, I could have gotten a lot more click-throughs. And there's little tricks that we can do with that as well, where you just you know segment out your unopened, change up the subject lines and retarget them. There's other ways to kind of um, pick up lost opportunities. But <clears throat> straight out of the gate, subject lines can be brainstormed. You know, what is this? What isn't it? Look, what isn't what we're trying to teach? You know, we're a legionary system. We, we are this, we aren't this. And really just brainstorming out what your uh, potential subject lines could be, right? And the main thing you want to think about when creating these is why do they care, right? What's in it for them is one of the most common sayings we say even now in our business when creating any type of product, any type of funnel is why should someone care about this? Okay. And then another cool little tip here is, are you keeping track of past subject lines that did well? Now, for those who are listening who have never maybe sent out their first email is just go through your Google or your Gmail or anybody else uh, or your, you know, your own email list and just see what people you have subscribed to are sending you. And then look at and think about the ones you actually clicked on that caught your attention, right? 
I like to keep, you know, an active log of all the subject lines that have done well. I usually keep track in my in the email services that I use. I can just backtrack and just go back, you know, two years, three years. And at a glance, you can quickly see, you know, these are the five emails in the last three months that had the best open rates. And these are the five emails that had the best click-through rates. And here's opportunities for you to kind of research why they did well, right? What was in the subject line that caught their attention? Did I make a bold promise? Did I say it was money driven? Was it I was giving you a free thing? Like start building a profile for what your personal email list likes to click on. Okay. And then for what type of offer? And I kind of said that earlier. Is it something for free? Is it for a workshop? Is it to come join me in my office? Like whatever that offer may be. But start keeping active logs of successful emails because there are ways to potentially repurpose those subject lines. It's like, uh, hey, are you coming? Like that's a very popular starting now subject line for like a webinar, right? But that could also apply to a Facebook Live or another thing, but it just shows you that that's what like caught your list's attention. And then you can strategically use that when you know you need to get a lot of opens, okay? So just keep an active log, like a spreadsheet. Here's the subject line, here's the, offer that we were sending to, and here's why I think it did well, right? It was right before July 4th, or it was a Memorial Day sale or whatever, just make a note of it. So when you come back to it a year later, you could reuse it or just have an active log and reference it back later on, okay? The next thing that you should definitely do when it comes to your subject lines is really do sit down and brainstorm other ways to say the same thing. And why I think this exercise is very important is how our minds work is a lot of times we're thinking like, well, this sounds good. That's a, when you put it in writing and then just write different variations of that, your mind begins to start getting more creative and thinking of other cool, cooler, unique ways of saying it. I promise you, if you ever gave me any type of subject line or any type of offer that I could come up with three to five different um, ways of saying exactly the way you're saying and become and make it more attractive, right? Maybe I can't, but I feel very confident that I can if I just spent maybe two to three hours re like reviewing everything you sent me, okay? I do this already for my clients um, just to figure out, you know, are there better ways for us to improve webinar conversions, registration conversions, attendee conversions? So in order for us to do that, we have to constantly be testing little things here and there uh, in order to get these, uh, I guess, upticks in number. So another thing too, when it comes to your subject line, similar to the length of your web, uh, of your emails is, are you able to say everything in three to five words? Now, as I told you before, one of the top copywriters in our space, on average, his subject lines are less than three words, right? If it's a, if it's a call about uh, motivated sellers, you know, it will just say motivated sellers in the subject line right? He'll let his list interpret whatever they think it means because his whole goal is I just need a whole bunch of people opening. If I can create some, pique their interest and people are curious about motivated sellers, they'll click on this email. Then the next layer is following the format I told you about earlier, keeping it short, driving a bold first paragraph of what I, you know, what this is about. Here's how you get more information. Here's what you're going to get, or here's what you're going to learn or why this is important. You need to learn this. Definitely go here now. And then a signature, right? Very simple structure. As I said before, five to eight paragraphs, two to three links in there, you're good to go, okay? Uh, next thing, okay, so that was subject line. So why do they care? What's in it for them? Are you keeping track of past subject lines and keeping a catalog so you can constantly reference back? Um, 
have you brainstormed or sat down anytime you push send just a different versions and try testing it now i'm telling you if it does really really well uh i would just say reuse it but then on the on the ones that you haven't that haven't done well this gives you an opportunity to test a different uh types of subject lines okay and really what i'm referring to when it comes to webinars you're really sending out anywhere between four to six pre-registration emails um very rarely unless people have applied exactly this uh, concept, are, you, are all six emails gonna be absolute fire, great emails, always high converting, okay? Now, if you're doing this, if you're applying what I'm telling you today, then you're gonna be on the road to achieving that. But most cases, you're gonna have about 50% are good, 50% are bad. So constantly keep testing until you get the right, perfect six subject lines. Then at that point, all you gotta focus on is making sure your email body converts, okay? Next thing is content, okay? So we talk about the format, what it should look like, typically how long it should be, type of subject lines. Now that you're they're in there, what type of content should you be putting into your emails to get people to care, right? Now, the first step is knowing your audience, okay? Now, if it's promoting your offer to your own list, it's, you should already have a pretty decent idea of what your list likes, they don't like, what they click on, don't click on. So you should really be staying within these uh, parameters, okay? So speak to them the way they wanna be spoken to. Now, if, an, if you're not promoting an affiliate offer and they're getting you emails, read through their emails, pull out the content that you believe your list would care about. And at this point, this is where the effort comes in, right? Can you edit their emails down into a way that fits your messaging, fits your voice? Or are, do you have to completely do a different rewrite? That's where the pain point is. Most people are like, I, even if I change a few things, it's not the best, but that's good enough. Or I don't really have the time to edit this the way I need to, but I already made that promise that I'm going to send out four emails. So I'm just gonna copy and paste and send it, right? That is honestly the lazy way of approaching it. And that's how you end up with poor registrations, poor numbers and a wasted opportunity. If you find yourself feeling rushed, you don't feel like you're ready or you don't really are in agreement with the content from someone else's email, push pause, push it to a later date and give yourself time or your team time to write copy that you're comfortable with. If it doesn't convert the way you want, it's okay because you at least stood by your integrity and then stayed within your messaging, okay? Because you risk the factor of just copy and pasting and it's still not doing well and now you hurt your integrity right? Uh, but again, unless the affiliate specifically specifies, hey, this copy has proven to work as is across 10 different affiliates, these will convert for you. Then it's really up to you how you want to handle that. In my case, I just say, okay, I'll test the first one or two emails. If the sales make sense, the click-throughs, the opens make sense exactly how they say, then I'll continue to send with very minor uh, edits to their copy. Okay, I still don't send embellishing style copy. I, you know, I still really try to keep it within my voice without hurting the integrity of the message. Okay, now content is knowing your audience again, that'll really, really, really help you out. And of course, knowing how other people's audiences work will help you craft broader types of email copy that's not specific to say, if I'm a wholesaler, I can, my copy can resonate with them but it can also resonate to a fix and flip list. It can also resonate to a commercial list. It can not, regardless, it could resonate with that buyer's mindset and an investor's mindset, 
Okay. The next thing you can do when it comes to content is avoid listing features and going bullet happy. I get this a lot where I get email copy where the first paragraph or the second paragraph are different, but they always keep the same bullets there, right? Copy and paste 10 different bullets. They bold maybe every other bold claim or what they're going to promise. They keep and then the next version they want you to send is they just change up the first paragraph and then copy and paste the, the bullets, right? And then that's the focus. But over time, your people who are opening your emails are already going to know what those points are. So they have diminishing returns, right? There's other ways to rephrase your, you know, maybe your top three bold claims into a three to two to two to three, three or four sentence paragraph, right? And then you can reposition those to create different versions of copy that maybe focus on just those two or three core uh, claims, right? Uh, and what I tell people is that there are typically two to three core benefits that you wanna focus on, which is time, money, and freedom, right? How will you coming to this call or watching this VSL save you time in your life, save you money or make you money, or ultimately get you to that point of freedom, whatever that may be, uh, level of freedom, well, how will I get you there? Okay. So how will I save them time? How will I make you money? And how will this help them achieve freedom? It's typically how you choose your points when creating copy. Okay. And then at that point, you're just focusing on pulling on those emotional levers. And time and time again, happiness and fear are some of the most motivating emotions that you can tap into. Okay. And by fear, I mean, it's not about like, if you don't do this, you're going to die or whatever, right? It's, or if you don't do this, you're going to go out of business. It's, Hey, if you keep doing this the wrong way, you're going to continue to waste a lot of marketing dollars, right? Or if you're not following up with your, um, your dead leads, you're also leaving a lot of money on the table, you know, like just letting them know about the missed opportunity and that bit of fear creates enough interest to be like, you're right. I've been doing this incorrectly for a long time. Let me come on. Right. Or happiness is like, imagine getting 10 hours of your week back because now you have a system that takes care of all that busy work that you hate doing. Right. And then really knowing your list and focusing on what those, they hate cold calling or they hate direct mail. So you can, it's like, Hey, this eliminates that need for direct mail. This eliminates the need for you to cold call people right? That uncomfortable conversation. You no longer have to do that. By focusing on those benefits that trigger what they're interested in, you're going to get much higher click-through rates because now you're pulling on the levers that they actually care about. Now, kind of piggybacking on that, the biggest difficulty in that is you, when you write your own copy and you're doing the best you can to pull on those triggers, you don't know what other list trigger points are. But Generally, in the real estate investing space, it's typically one of those three things, right? Time, money, and freedom, right? How do I get more of my time back? How do I quit my eight to five? You know, how do I make money passively from home and build a business that can take care of my family and create a legacy for my family name? And ultimately, how do I have freedom at an early age so I don't have to work until the age of 65? That's typically the average profile for a real estate investor, right? So just work within these parameters and test the content. And if I had a seventh step, I went through six things out of the seventh step is just to test, 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 test. You don't know if these are going to be good email copy until you test, right? That's the only way to validate um, email copy. Now, understand, again, this is not a workshop. It's not saying if you apply 100% of these things to not test these, you just take it out and be like, well, I applied everything that Frank said. Now my copy is going to convert like gangbusters. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying this will at least set you up for success, right? At least 
help you identify maybe existing copy that I have that maybe isn't working and here's probably why. Or maybe you're working with a copywriter that keeps sending you these types of copy. You're like, this is not what I want. Maybe giving them these parameters to work within will help simplify um, what they're sending to you, right? Or you just hire someone new who writes the way you want and fits this profile. But I can guarantee you after promoting hundreds of webinars and BSLs and things like that, here's the stand, here's, here's, the, here's the sim oversimplification of all of this. No one likes long copy. No one likes links that are buried in there. No one likes to know that the copy you're sending them doesn't convert. No one likes copy where they know they have to do editing to it. And the only way you can prevent all of this is by putting forth that work in the very beginning, right? When you start testing your offers with affiliates, make sure you take their feedback, their results, and make changes on your end, right? Don't just take that data and be like, well, it worked for some, it didn't work for others, good enough, right? I can't make everybody happy. That's the wrong approach, right? You're actually giving priceless data that's allowing you to make better decisions that will help your overall conversions. Remember how I said at the very, very beginning, what if you could take 100 clicks to 200 clicks? At 5% conversions, you're nearly doubling your sales, okay? By just paying a little bit of extra attention to this. Now, I really hope this kind of, you know, maybe tap into something that you're maybe thinking on, thinking about in your business and you're maybe at a, uh, an inflection point where you're like, no, we absolutely need to bring on a copywriter. And that's one of the best things you can do for your business, bring on an in-house copywriter, which allows you to really test things on the fly without getting triggered with payment. Like triggered with like every time you need copy, they charge you $1,500. And just so you know, the average copywriter, if you go to Fiverr or any of these sites, it's about 150 to $250 per email with zero guarantees. 150 to $250 per email with zero guarantees. Maybe one or two rewrites, but you're getting the advice from, you're getting copy from someone who may not know your industry. Yes, they do all their research and send me this, send me that. And they're gonna sell you what they're selling themselves because they need the job. But the moment they get it to you and it doesn't convert, what ends up happening? Hey man, you gotta make sure these convert. That's not the promise they gave you. So by really understanding this process, you're about, you're gonna be better prepared um, when talking to copywriters and being able to identify maybe why things didn't work when you're uh, approaching your marketing campaigns. So whew, that's all that I have for you guys today. I hope that was really helpful information. You know, I'm very passionate about this topic because this is what I take care of in, um, in and out of every day of my daily life as an affiliate manager and consultant. So Again, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope this content was valuable. You know, remember to subscribe to our podcast, check out our socials and follow us there. You'll get little kind of hints of when we're going to be releasing these episodes. Um, so you can stay in tune with any time we release something new, even our micro content to some degree. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much for the support. I'm getting so many great co positive comments regarding the podcast. And that really fuels me to keep bringing you guys value at as I say in all of my videos, if there's anything that you guys specifically want to learn about, you know, message me on LinkedIn, message me on uh, Facebook. I'll definitely incorporate it because I love being able to do um, bring you guys this information. So again, uh, if you guys need more information about the Affiliate Incubator, check out theaffiliateincubator.com. Again, it's your one-stop shop for all things affiliate management, consulting, and training. Take care, guys, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.